This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning. Welcome into the action line from WGNS. We're going to learn a lot this morning. Pettis Reed is with us. Pettis is the 8th District Rutherford County Commissioner. He's also a 6th generation Rutherford County native, lives on his family farm, and uh, that's about as local as you could get. Hey, Pettis, how are you today? Good morning, Bart. Glad to be here with you today. So your Rutherford County roots run deep. Run very deep, about as deep as you can get, I believe. Uh, you know, I've often told people, I said, I still live on the same road that I was born on. I, I was born in my great-great-grandfather's bedroom uh, there on the farm, and I'm still out there on Mount Pleasant Road where I was born. And uh, uh, born there 72 years ago, soon will be 73 in October. And I plan to be there till they carry me off, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm about as I'm about as Rutherford County as you can get. You have seen a lot of changes in your lifetime here in Rutherford County. Yes, that's very true. I mean, you know, when you think about the natives of Rutherford County, uh, they are starting to become, I guess you would say, the minority uh, within this county as we continue to grow and have more people coming in. But uh, that's not the first time that's ever happened in Rutherford County. Uh, when you go all the way back to when this county was first seeing its first individuals coming in here and making it Rutherford County. In fact, I brought with me this morning the farm that I can currently live on. Uh, that farm right there has been a part of our family for, for a good while. Not, not at the very beginning, but I brought with me this morning, and I have it right here in my hand. It comes out of... Uh, book one of the Rutherford County uh, Deeds and Grants goes all the way back to 1792. Wow. <laughs> this was when one of the first surveys were done right here in what we call Rutherford County. At that time, it was Green County, North Carolina. And uh, Thomas Hickman was the surveyor. And uh, I always, people get, I get, you know, strange looks at me whenever I tell them, you know, Thomas Hickman brought 160 men with him to survey here in this county at that time and it was 229 years ago that he did this he he come here in this county in September that's when he did a lot of the surveying uh, a lot of the land grants a lot of the Revolutionary War land grants were surveyed right here in Rutherford County during that time uh, he brought that many men with him because at that time there wasn't any uh, any GPS or any of these things to do this they went a rod at a time you know, in measurement. So they went across these different acreages. Uh, the actual farm that I'm on right now was originally 2,000 acres of that grant. And uh, they had so many were uh, hunters, 
so many were protectors, so many were those that measured, so many of those drew the surveys, so many did all these different things, so it took that many to do this. He went about uh, doing these land grants all over this county right here. In fact, he got paid with land. Uh, so many thousand acres he would measure and survey, they would uh, give him so many acres. And some of the, if you'll go over towards Milton, Porterfield, that direction, you'll f go all the way back and look at some of the deeds over there. His name is listed. That's where he chose to get some of his land. And uh, if you'll go and look across Tennessee, when you see some uh, interesting names like the uh, Polk family, uh, they were surveyors. They knew where a lot of the good land was. Andrew Jackson was involved in some of this. So that's how a lot of the land that come about in Tennessee was done, and that's how it was. Thomas Hickman, uh, after he got through serving, surveying a lot of Rutherford County, he went to record all of this, and then when he started back doing this, he went to Nashville, went out on another surveying opportunity, and he was attacked by some of the Native Americans and lost his life right here in Tennessee. Now, there were some, this was a, a wonderful land in that early day. The Indians used this as their hunting ground. I this understand. was a, a special hunting ground. And, you know, we always talk about um, wars and things of that type. The Indians had a total peace agreement as far as hunting on these lands. Uh, several different tribes hunted right here in Middle Tennessee because of the bundleful, bundleful amount of, of animals that they could get here. They would come here in the springtime, and they would hunt here. Uh, they would get what they needed for the winter, but they didn't necessarily live here. They knew, what, they knew how to, I guess you would say, they knew all about uh, management and conservation that far back. They knew about not over-hunting the lands. They knew about not taking too much from it. They always knew about giving it back. And I think uh, we as individuals need to look at that too. The, in fact, the farm that I'm on right now, uh, it has a conservation program with it that we look at maintaining the fields, looking at them uh, as far as the grasses that grow there. And I think that's, that's quite important. Uh, I serve on the uh, planning commission. And we are currently seeing people coming in here with developments. Uh, we get a lot of people that uh, get sort of upset by the number of homes that are located in these developments. And we're seeing more and more of these developments where the properties are smaller and the houses are larger. And what you end up with is uh, people that have properties there, when they step out the back door, they're at the end of their yard. and sometimes people don't realize that till after they bought the property and then it's too late they've, they've already bought all of this well we have individuals that come in now that want to put so many houses on property um, they don't know what to do with the water they don't know how to they're working continually with engineering on how to move the water and whatever we have one development out here on um, 96 that's getting ready to be a quite large one I'm really impressed with it because they're taking care of the water and putting it into what you call rain gardens. And it's going to be a 35-acre rain garden in a, in a sense 
where it slows down the water instead of it running very fast, running off on other properties, causing floodings and things of this type. They're taking native plants and things of this type that, that will become quite attractive, but it's also serving a purpose to uh, slow down that water, stop the flooding, and to uh, conserve a lot of that. So I think as the future of what we see in development, we'll see more of that happening around here too. We have to become more wise in what we do and how we do it as more people come in here. Uh, we, uh, you know, there is, there is the desire to produce more homes. There is the desire to do more of this sort of thing. But I think it's imperative that we as Rutherford Counties, Countyans preserve what we've got. As you said, I've seen a lot of changes. Um, I grew up on a farm out there I'm still out there on that farm but I remember the day whenever a car would go by you knew who it was you knew what time of day they were going by and you usually knew where they were going where today when I go to my mailbox I have to stand back to wait for the cars to go by and I'm in the western part of this county and the majority of those cars do not have Rutherford County tags on them. They're coming from Bedford County. They're coming from Marshall County. And they're coming into this county to go to work. And I was just thinking this morning as I come in here for the radio program, I was looking at all the license plates. And I thought, you know, this reminds me of back in my earlier day that everybody was leaving Rutherford County to go to Nashville to work. Times have changed. Times have changed. It's just a, a round robin. Everybody now is coming from other counties to come into here because you'll see a multitude of license plates. You know, we always talk about the traffic, the traffic, the traffic. It's all due to all of this growth. Not necessarily our growth, but growth from all around us. And the jobs that are here. And the jobs that are here. And uh, people say, why are they coming here? Why are they coming here? Well, they're not coming here because of the banana pudding. It's lick pig, totally. It's great stuff. But, I mean, all this growth is not because of that. It's because what we have to offer here. We have one of the top school systems that's located anywhere. We have a $2.21 tax rate. You can't get that in California. You can't get that in New York City. You can't get it in all these other places. And there's a lot of places in Tennessee you can't get that. Well, How can we preserve that, though? Because it looks like the selling prices of the houses are going up. And pretty soon we're going to be the same prices for homes as California. Will we also be the same price as California on taxes? That is the million-dollar question. Well, it's up to the groups like County Commission that's, to that's control it, that. That's it exactly. And as we sit here and look at this, you know, we, we can sit there and say, uh, my, oh, my, or me is me, and that won't get the job done at all. We have to continually look at this. We're continually holding our spending. Um, you know, I hear people all the time that says, you know, I'd, I'd love to get in there and uh, work with y'all's budget. I think I could cut this. I think I could cut that. We have cut about as much as I think you want to cut and still live here in what we have to do. We're, we're very close with what we do. And, um, but there are still ways that I think we can maintain what we have and what we do. 
you know, I, I think it's quite interesting that we are one voice each. There are 21 commissioners that are on that county commission. We're one voice. For each one voice that's sitting on there, there are 100 voices out there saying, I can do it better. But they're sort of like those 100 voices that if you were a coach on a football team, there's that many voices up in that stand that after the play are saying, hey, he should have run this this away. And only decision they made in that stand was whether or not I should put mustard or mayonnaise on my hot dog. Well, I think the more involvement we have, the more involvement of the people. And, you know, I always appreciate the people that call me and make suggestions. I mean, I, you know, there are some, I guess, that, you know, hey, I wish they'd quit calling me at night and I wish they'd quit doing this or whatever. It doesn't bother me. That's my job. I mean, I appreciate when, when people say, hey, what, what about this? What about that? I think that's what it's going to take. The, Rutherford County hasn't gotten to the point where we are by one individual doing it uh, when you go all the way back to when we started this county it was always a group always always individuals giving without asking uh, I was just recently reading about how we did begin with Jefferson out here uh, everybody there was excited about Jefferson that was going to be the county seat well, what happened in that situation was, you know, they ran out of water. Uh, the springs dried up. They had to do something else. So they started looking for other lands. Well, you had William Lytle here who had 60 acres sitting here upon this high rise. But then you also had others that had put together this committee, our councilman, and uh, they said, well, hey, we got land too. Let's, let's talk about this. So they're sitting trying to figure out where to put, say, Murfreesboro, the county seat. A new county seat. Well, when you got into that, you you had Rucker. He said, "Well, you're meeting in my house." Said, "What about where I am right here?" They said, "Oh, that's a good idea." He had a nice meal for him and a banquet and this sort of thing. Well, then you had uh, uh, Reedy. Well, he had a place out here too, and uh, they went and looked at it. But when they finally come down to it, the decision among the all all these different individuals that had all these things they looked at this 60 acres here in Murfreesboro they say we're on a rise we don't worry about flooding we have everything we need right here and we make our decision to be here and that's why we're sitting here on this somewhat of a rise the highest point within this area and that's where Murfreesboro is uh, of those three those three names right there only one got upset and that was Mr. Reedy. And he went out here and started readable. So He made some enemies, too. And he made some enemies. Uh, <laughs> he so, made the. And it's interesting how people get back at others. What did they do to him? So, you know, uh, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. They ran the county line right through his house. Right through his property. And, uh, and he, he had county taxes from two places, counties. Both places. Cannon and, and Rutherford. And then uh, when people think of Readable, they think of Cannon County, too, more so going that direction. But, you, you know, it, it's important that we look at how all of this begins, how it all starts, and it's everybody trying to get the best that we can do here and I think 
that's how we have to look at all of this. It, it just gets to a point where somebody has to make a decision and the final decision goes that way. So over the years, we have continued in Rutherford County doing these things and people, I sat down last night, I said, okay, I said, Bart had asked me a comparison of, of, the, of the history, past the old, and present, past yeah. and present, and how we did that and where we are today. As I look back, you know, I've had the opportunity to be, I, I spent some time in uh, Putnam County and in Murray County. And I, I have seen how those have operated, how those counties have operated, and I've often thought, you know, it's important that we as individuals see, you know, you can't appreciate what you got until you don't have it sometimes. That's a sad point of life. And, and that's the way it is. Well, my wife and myself, we were just starting out and we were in those situations having to go there due to a job. And our first decision after we got there was how quick do we get back to Rutherford County? But yet where we were, we kept trying to make it better. We worked with Chamber of Commerce. We did all these sort of things, what that was. But there is a definite difference between Rutherford County and anywhere else you go. I think everybody living and listening right now will agree with you on I that. mean I mean it's just totally different it's totally difference in the way that the people are it's difference in the location it's different in everything we have and I, I think that's some of the reason when people get here and say hey I like this mm -hmm. I like the way it is we are we have always been somewhat of a more progressive thinking individuals we, we think for the future we think for what we're trying to do and I, I think that's uh, some of the reason we are successful in the way we've been. I grew up on a farm. I, I grew up, uh, you know, just this morning I, I heard on your previous show they were talking about, uh, everybody's talking about what they're going to be doing next week for fall break. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can remember back when I was in school, we had fall break, but it was for picking cotton. Uh, we got out of school right here in Rutherford County and uh but we went to pick cotton and we would spend that week picking cotton and i've ridden on many uh, loads of cotton coming in here to the gins here in murfreesboro to sell our cotton and uh you know i think back you know that was a lot of work back then it was a lot of fun too the things we had to do but that's what everybody was doing and but i've often told people i said you know the thing was our fall break it made me appreciate school a whole lot more because I knew when I got out for fall break, I was going to have to work. And I looked forward to going back to school and getting involved with all the other uh, students and all this sort of thing and what we had to offer at school. But, you know, it's just the way that we have changed, the way we have grown that way. Uh, I, I grew up with 4-H, uh, FFA, and all these things. Rutherford County has always sought to seek better things. And I think that's what you're seeing today in what we do. And as a county commission, we are doing those things today. Pettis Reed is our guest this morning. He is the 8th District Rutherford County Commissioner. We're looking at Rutherford County yesterday, today, and possibly a little of tomorrow. 
When we return, we'll be looking at traffic situations. It's been on the top of the list for a long time, traffic problems. And speaking of traffic problems, we have word that there is an accident. You need to avoid this area. South Church Street and Veterans Parkway right in front of Walgreens. An SUV versus a van. Not a good situation. So avoid that area unless you really want to be late to wherever you're going. South Church and Veterans Parkway. WGNS keeping you informed. Stay with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. While we're all hiding indoors from the heat, this is a great time to pick up some new toys to keep your pets entertained. This is Amanda from Animal City. We have a wide variety of products for small pets and their people and the critters themselves to add to your family. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And don't let your pet go unprotected from fleas and ticks. We have a wide variety of products to suit most needs and budgets. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. During these hot summer days, nothing tastes better than a cold, refreshing salad. Demas's restaurants offer a chicken salad that is served within a pineapple with a bed of lettuce beside of it that is crispy with our homemade dressings. It is a treat for those hot days just to be cool and refreshing. We encourage you to come and try Demas's restaurant at 1115 Northwest Broad Street. That's Demas's restaurants. Morning. Still a lot of traffic on the interstate here on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area as you continue towards Nashville. Give yourself extra time out here. It's busy in the normal spots up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard and of course on 840 headed over towards Williamson County. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check out all their flavors at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon. We'll see high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the east to 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, alone near 64. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. True American hero, Norm Elzir. We talked to a World War II veteran. What would be the closest moment to death? Was that being shot down that one time? Were you ever oh, captured or anything like no, that? No, we weren't captured. I landed in a tree and I was unconscious. I woke up, there were three rifles pointed at me. Strange uniforms. One guy says, Englishki, Amerikanski, Germanski. And I said, American. And he cut me down and hugged me. These were the Chetney people that took care of us. That was really something. 
There was a guy by the name of General Draza Mihalovich, general of the king's army, and the king was deposed by the Tito, the communists. But this general told his people, you take care of the Americans. He always did that. Tell us how you got rescued. A gentleman by the name of Vajoinovich, he was in the OSS, which is the CIA today. They had put together this idea of coming in and getting us with airplanes. They come in with C-47s. Each C-47 had six P-51 escorts. And they come in, it was about one in the morning, and I was on the first plane out because I was sick at the time. That's what this book, The Forgotten 500, refers to. They actually flew out over time, 500, saved us. And all of our names, there were rescues in the back of that book. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Have you been getting most of your money advice from your brother-in-law? Maybe you need Dave Ramsey. The Dave Ramsey Show, one to four on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Once again, this reminder about the accident between a van and an SUV right there at the intersection of Veterans Parkway and South Church Street. Uh, Try to avoid that area. We want to pause just a moment in our program this morning to honor Blake Tidwell. Blake passed away yesterday, 80 years of age. He had done so much for the community Of course, he was, for many years, the owner of Bell Jewelers. But more than that, his heart, just like Pettis had said, when you move here, you fall in love with the place. And his heart was obviously with Murfreesboro. There weren't too many things that he didn't really support that he fully believed in. And if it was good for Rutherford County, you found Blake at the head of the list. I I think you were a good friend of his. Well, you know, you take individuals like uh, Mr. Tidwell, they didn't spend their time complaining about what was wrong. They tried to make what was wrong better. And uh, you you take Main Street. Uh, He was one of those first individuals that uh, started our Main Street projects. And that's what it takes. Uh, That's what it is. You know, we can spend all day sitting here complaining about hey that didn't that didn't work that that they shouldn't have done that we shouldn't have done this we shouldn't have done that that gets us nowhere but if we or individuals say hey i'm gonna get out there and do something about it get get out get in a civic organization we have civic organizations right now that are begging for new members uh, it seems like this day and time a lot of people are don't have that same ambition that that many of us are our forefathers had to be out there and be a part of the community. Uh, I know I come from the Rockville uh, area where we had the Ruitons. Everybody was in the Ruitons and everybody did something and was doing something for the community. They worked to to do things for the school. They did things to, to, to build the ball fields for the kids to play on. I remember growing up, uh, that's where the Little League program was. 
out there on that field. And the Ruitons provided the fields and this sort of thing. The PTA provided the uniforms. And, and, and that's how all of that happened. You didn't stand around and wait for somebody else to do it. You got out there and you did it. And he was one of those individuals. Very definitely. Uh, that's how that's how it was done, and that's that's how this this that's how Rutherford County thinks. That said, hey, if it's not there, we're going to see if we can do it. But it seems like a uh, I don't want to say naysayers, but there are those that you know would rather stand back in the shadows and say uh, I'm against this or whatever rather than step forward and say, I'm going to make it better. And I think that's where we need to look at this and, and where we need to go. And uh, we, we can't, we just can't wait until somebody else does it. You, you have to try and try yourself and try it again. Uh, I have people all the time say, why in the world do you want to be a county commissioner? I mean, just why you want to do that? Well, first of all, it's not about the pay. Uh, I mean, that, that's just not it at all. In fact, to be a county commissioner, it costs you. But I have to say that I want to serve someplace. And when I retired from where I was working, I knew where I was working. I did not have the time to give to what I wanted to do for the county as a county commissioner. Uh, I saw it as an opportunity to serve the people and to serve at the best I could. I didn't want to be a, someone that just showed up at the meetings. I wanted to do what I could do and be out there. If they needed me, I would come and do what I had to do. So I wanted to serve. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to pull out that servant's heart. One of the things you brought before the commission, I guess it was a, a little over a year ago, February of 2020, uh, and that was to make this a second amendment sanctuary. How did that go? What kind of response did you get? And now, a year and a half later, what, what was the end result? You know, that's quite interesting, Bart. Um, when I first approached some of the commissioners with that, they looked at me sort of funny. Uh, I just said, I'm going to present this to the county commission and I'd like your help with this and whatever. And they looked at me, they said, do you really think we need this? Do you think we, we should do this? I said, do you know what you're getting into? Do you, do you know what people are going to say about this? And I had to say, I know what people are saying and wanting. Uh, I said, I got to listen to my constituents and what they're telling me. And I said, I got to know what I feel. Uh, I said, you know, first of all, I carry with me in all my notebooks and, and in my car and whatever, I carry the Constitution with me. And I took it very serious uh, twice that when I stood before that delicate body and put my hand on that old Bible that my wife had given me and raised my hand and say, I'm going to uphold the Constitution of the United States. I meant it. And I was seeing that there was situations out here that that was about to be taken away from me, as well as the other people within Rutherford County in this country. And I said, not in Rutherford County. Because I felt like that's what our old Rutherford Countyans have done all these years. 
not in Rutherford County. Uh, you know, we've argued the Civil War. People still argue the Civil War for so many times in many years. But those individuals, you got to look at it in the way they stood up for what they thought was right. And I had a grandfather in Versailles, Tennessee. They organized a company and marched out of Versailles. He didn't go with them. He went over to Chapel Hill because he said, I'm not walking anywhere. He took his horse and his gun and joined a cavalry unit because he was going to ride. But that's what they did. They believed in what they were doing. And I just thought, you know, we need to do what we think the people want to do. So I tried it. And I made the announcement. I said, I'm going to present before this delegate body a resolution in Rutherford County because we can't pass law as county commissioners. We're under the state of Tennessee Constitution. And I said, I'm going to see and do it. So uh, I went about working with some individuals here that, that wanted this. I talked to other counties across the state who had already got involved. Some of them had already passed it. Some were trying to pass it and couldn't pass it. And I was the one that drafted the resolution. And I, uh, I asked the mayor, I said, Mayor, what about it? He said, if you want to do it, go forward with it. So I went about with it. I drafted it. Before I knew it, I had people coming out of the woodwork saying, yes, go forward, go forward. I still had commissioners that, that questioned whether or not we should do this or should do it. I even, uh, one evening, I remember down in Smyrna, I stood up and presented it to our um, uh, legislative delegate body, our senators and representatives. I had individuals there that said I was doing the right thing, and some other individuals said, no, there's no reason for this. But I went ahead. Uh, first committee hurdle I went to, I got 100% support. Uh, next hurdle I went to, uh, I, had, I think I had one to pass on me. But when I finally went to the full county commission, we got 100% participation, and it passed here in Rutherford County. And the chambers were packed, packed with people from Rutherford County supporting this. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen people that excited about something in a long time. And they supported it. A while back, somebody said to me, in these COVID times when you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and you think you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and suddenly you get a surprise, somebody said, if you're about to lose a right one of your constitutional rights, if, if one of them's up for question, whether you're for or against whatever issue that is that's being debated, stand on the side strongly that keeps you from losing your constitutional rights. Because if you ever lose them, it's hard, very hard, to ever get them back, if you do. That's it. That's it. And... Uh when we passed that, you have never heard such cheering and clapping in all your life. And it was just the fact that the people, we've won something. 
And when the people win something, it's important. And, you know, that was a resolution. I agree. It, it was a resolution within this county, but it was an important resolution to the people. Oh, there were other people who said, oh, th that don't mean a whole lot. That's not that much. It meant something. It, it does mean something. And we still, we still have that resolution within this county. And we still feel like it's important to us and where we are. Um, and there are other, but what was interesting about this, you know, I still go by the old saying that was in this county many, many years ago, so goes Rutherford, so goes Tennessee. Once we passed that, there were other counties all across this state that started following that direction. And it started picking up in other counties near us. Some counties had already turned it down two and three times, and they finally passed it. And I said, you know, we, we, we've started something once again. And then finally in the state legislature, here they go. They finally realized that, hey, the people want this. You know, I'm, Bart, my, I guess the thing is, as I was running or as I decided to become a county commissioner I always told everybody I said I'm whatever I support and whatever I vote for I will not vote for it based upon the fact whether or not I'll be reelected that's not my goal I do not try to attempt to do anything to be reelected I only do it to be right by what I think the people are wanting so many times things come before no matter what house you're involved in, county, state, or national, that we have a lot of elected officials that do it based on the fact they want to be elected, re-elected. And I think that's what gets us in trouble so many times. Uh, whenever we stop trying to be right in what we're trying to do and trying to be elected, I mean, that's, that's just my philosophy, and that's the way I see it. Let me ask you about something that happened yesterday and uh, some of your thoughts on an auction. Uh, we haven't had too many auctions. Uh, you, you usually you see movies of the old Western shows and yeah. they have auctions on the courthouse steps for uh, whatever piece of property. We had, I think it was three, four pieces of property. Three yes. pieces three, of property. Three, mm -hmm. uh, tell us a, a little about your views on that, how it went and everything. Well, this was, uh, I think this came from Public Works that we, they said, you know, we have these pieces of property that the county has uh, come in possession of. It was just the fact that... One of them was our old jail. One of them was our own piece of property that we've had sitting here vacant all these 1800 years. 1800-and-something? Yeah, yeah, it's where the jail began, and our, we had this piece of property, and we that's where the jail was until we built out here on uh, New Salem. And uh, it's, it's just been, we've used it for a staging point for the judicial building when we built it. So it's just sitting there. and um, No building, no memories nothing on it. other nothing, than ground. Nothing but ground. And then the other two pieces of property are properties I think we had taken due to the fact of failure to pay taxes. And uh, so <clears throat> we've been holding those. And what... Uh, public Works basically said, said, you know, we don't need to be holding this property. Uh, they said, you know, the county does not need to be a property owner as such, sitting here looking after 
property that we don't use. That's not in the best interest or the best use of, of the people's money. So they said, let's return them back and put them on the tax rolls if we can. So what they done, they, they had a sale. This is uh, just like we sold the old uh, uh, bank building. Mm-hmm. We sold it. And what we done is put that property back upon the rolls, the tax rolls of Rutherford County to receive the funds to use within the services of Rutherford County. So yesterday we sold those three pieces of property up there in the courtroom. And uh, they are now back into uh, the use of the county. I mean, uh, as far as taxing properties. Now, as far as the old jail property, how do you think it's going to be developed? You know, that's interesting. Uh, there's several of us have talked to us said, if I had that property what would I use it for you right, know right. And, and all this sort of thing and you know I really don't know um, but you know you have to think that's uh, that's one of the first times in a good while that a piece of property like that right here on the square that it's a wide open piece of property there's there's not anything on it but it has to be determined what somebody wants to use it for what they what they're going to use it there for but I don't know. I, I told somebody, I said, that'd be a great spot for a dairy dip, I believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that well, close to the square. It's not a huge piece of property, but uh, <clears throat> has a lot of history to it and is the entrance right there on the entrance to the downtown's historic square. That's right. Interestingly enough, ab- about uh, 500 feet up the street toward the courthouse, opposite side, there's another big piece of land where one day a building just collapsed. And, right. Uh, an old furniture store. Uh, and, and that has been empty, just a piece of land for several years now. Just sitting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a, a building uh, next to a, a restaurant, uh, Main Street uh, Alley on Main Street. Uh, that, a fire took that building away, and that's empty land. Yeah. Red Rose Dairy empty land a lot of empty land all of a sudden downtown i'm surprised people aren't rushing to grab that and try to develop something do something with it you know <clears throat> we mentioned a while ago about the fact of of uh, when murfreesboro became this city uh, as such that was back in 1818 back in that time what happened at that time too you, you'll remember that uh, the state of Tennessee was looking for a capital, and Murfreesboro became the capital at one time. At that time, right around 1818 to 1826, I believe, and Murfreesboro gained 20 bars and four hotels when we became the capital of Tennessee. That goes with being a capital, okay. <laughs> and evidently it Hadn't did. Thought about that. It evidently did, and Murfreesboro also gained uh, a lot of. Uh, individuals that showed up in this town i mean davy crockett was here uh he was a state uh, representative the clerk to the senate at that time was a young man by the name of james k polk he was here uh andrew jackson rode into town and announced that he was running for the state senate and then later come to town and told everybody he was running for president right here in good old murfreesboro uh, there's a great story about uh, David Crockett, and he always liked to be called David Crockett. He didn't like Davy at all. 
that he got in an argument on the floor. And, and for people that didn't know, when this was the capital of Tennessee, it, uh, they held their uh, legislative sessions in the old Presbyterian Church, where city uh, cemetery is right now. And uh, just over there at the intersection of Academy and Main Street, there was a little pub located in that area back over that way. And whenever they would adjourn, they would go over there for when they'd eat their meals. Well, on the floor, he and this individual got in a quite of a quite a fuss, and he was known as the man from the cane, is what David Crockett was known. And, and wh- why was that? Because he come from Lawrence County and that direction down there, and the cane was was just the the wooded area. This man, instead of saying he was the man from the cane, he called him the man from the hicks. And he called him a hick, is what he called him, which is something you didn't do back then. Or now either. Or today now. <laughs> well, after that was over, they settled it outside. And uh, David, uh, this individual that called him that, was wearing lace around his shirts and things. David took his lace from him and hung it in the, in the chambers over there. And this was always a quite a big thing as far as legislative records is how David Crockett took on his uh, opponent and took his lace away from him and showed him he was the man from the cane. And that was out here on Murfreesboro streets. But interesting Mur- story. Mur- Murfreesboro has you know all these these great stories and the things the history that's happened here. And I think that's when you brought up the fact of the the Second Amendment thing. That's a that's history. That someday that will show up as right here in this county. We did that, and it's just that Rutherford County, I think, is is a county that people recognize that. And as as I said, that that old saying, I still I just love that is uh, so goes Rutherford, so goes Tennessee. And obviously, it is following true even today. Even today. Even today. So, what about traffic? We haven't gotten into that, and we've got a few minutes left in the program. Can we touch a little on what can we do about the traffic? We're we're not the only ones who have a lot of traffic. Uh, What have some other people done successfully to reduce their problems? Uh, Bart, I don't know if you've been anywhere else or whatever, <clears throat> but as far as they, as far as the reduction in it, um, what's happened to us is the fact that it has happened so fast. And as I mentioned before, our traffic is not just because of what our own traffic is. It's the traffic that we are receiving from everywhere else. As I try to point out a lot of times, Rutherford County has an X marked on it. And that X is, we've got I-24 runs through here, 840 runs through here, as well as as other major highways. And because of that, we're continually receiving traffic from those. What we do to take care of those things, it's going to take some major engineering and major planning. The only thing is, though, if you look back at other cities that have had this same situation happen to them, they expanded in the lane process. And all they did was add more cars. 
and the traffic continues to increase and begin. Uh, to say there is a total solution, I wish I could. I'm not that, I'm not that genius. Uh, I had a gentleman call me the other day. He said, traffic's just backing up, or how can you fix this traffic? I said, well, a lot of it that's happening here right now in Murfreesboro is due to the fact we're trying to fix it. Uh, we're in the, if you'll look, if you'll go out 99, that has been a, a construction situation and it keeps backing up backing up backing it up i think once we get some of the construction situations we have going 96 is working its way from franklin if you've been to franklin lately they are widening that and that is to come this way once they all are completed uh, you'll see a change in what our traffic patterns are around here the only thing is, as we continue to do this construction, we continue to back it up somewhere else. Until we get all of this repaired, which, if we continue to grow as we're growing, we'll never get it we're repaired. never going to get it done. <laughs> How many times have you said when you've gone to Knoxville, uh, are they going to ever get any of this fixed? Always a new section. Always a new section. It's always something new. Pettis Reed. 8th District, Rutherford County Commissioner with us, sharing yesterday, today, and sort of a glimpse into tomorrow. Thank you for your insight into this. Fascinating. Glad to be here. And I like that saying, so goes Rutherford County, so goes Tennessee. I think that's true. That's why you who have just moved here, boy, this is a great place to live and raise a family and to grow old as well. Pettis, thanks again. Yes, sir. Truman's next right here on WGNS Murfreesboro. Hey, have a good day.